Happy Sunday morning, everybody. It's Oracle Ja, and I am back with a much-needed, however, very intense topic. But hopefully we can get through it, and um, it will increase healing all over the place. If I can just get one person to do it, then I'm happy. But today, my topic is going to be on trauma how to heal from it, what is it, the different types of trauma, how do you know if you're suffering from trauma, so I'll be telling you examples about trauma, and just what to do moving forward to try to help yourself or your loved one heal from it. All right, so let's begin, because it's a whole lot, and I actually took a whole lot of notes. I said on these heavy topics, I'm going to take notes, because I don't want to forget to say certain things that I think are really important and really necessary. So to begin, for anybody that doesn't know what trauma is, trauma is an emotional response to a horrific or terrible situation, such as a rape, um, a molestation, a natural disaster, such as a fire. Maybe you got robbed. Um, Something happened in your community where somebody got shot. You may have seen something. It could be... It could be such, it's such a large spectrum for what trauma could be, but basically it's just an emotional response to something that happens outside of yourself, if that makes sense. So the trauma is what you take on emotionally in response to the situation that happened to you or around you, either in your close proximity of your environment or what literally happened to you. So there's three types of trauma. The first type of trauma is an acute trauma. It comes from like a singular situation. Let's say it could be a car accident and it was traumatic because maybe you lost one of your limbs or somebody that you love lost their life. That would be very traumatic. Or a fire where you lose everything that you have. That's traumatic. Um, It could be a chronic situation where it happens over and over and over, like an abusive situation, whether it be intimate abuse or a family abusive situation, like maybe there's an abusive parent, an abusive sibling to another sibling, or a sibling to a parent. Um, But a parent to a child, parent to parent, but whatever it is, it's a recurring event. It doesn't just happen one time. It becomes chronic because it's happening over and over. Now the complex trauma is the third type of trauma. And these are the types of trauma. So we got acute, acute, when it happens from one situation, we have chronic when it's something that's happening over and over, and then we have complex, and that's when you experience multiple traumatic events. So let's say maybe you were raped and beaten and maybe kicked out of the house or something like that, or you were verbally abused and then maybe something happened, maybe like you were pulled over by a policeman, you're beat by the policeman, then you go to jail and maybe you're beat up there and then you're cursed out by the guards. Just It's just a multiple thing. Like it's not just one thing that's happening. It's happening. Several things are happening at one time and all those events are traumatic to your person. So I just wanted to get into some different examples of trauma before I get into how we heal from the trauma. So some different examples of trauma are any type of abuse whether it be physical, 
mental, emotional, spiritual, any type of abuse. Well, I don't know if you can abuse somebody spiritually. I don't know. That's a good one. Somebody get back to me on that. But I definitely know physical, verbal, sexual, mental, emotional. Those are all types of abuse. You can suffer from that. You can suffer from community violence, like I said, where maybe something is happening in your community, like the things we see nowadays, where an individual can be in the street and they get shot by a policeman or by somebody in their neighborhood. That is a community traumatic event where the whole community is experiencing it and the whole community is affected by the violence. Neglect can be traumatic. Being displaced or forced to leave from a home. So if you're a child and you get put out the home, if you have an intimate partner and they put you out the home, those things of being displaced. Or even if you are in one country and you become an immigrant because you get forced out of your country or your place that you always lived, you get forced out. Um, That is definitely traumatic. Any serious accident from a car, a fire, a natural disaster. It could be something like a hurricane come through and tear up the whole neighborhood. And now you don't even have a slab on the ground from where the house used to be. That would be traumatic. I can't imagine I'm in my place right now. I got everything I need, all my comforts. And then I go to work and I come back and it's all wiped out. And like I know the area that it should be, but nothing is there. That would be definitely devastating and traumatic. War is traumatic. Incarceration is traumatic. Divorce is traumatic. So these are just some examples of what can cause trauma or an emotional response. Um, Seeing violence in the household, school, your neighborhoods, TV, that kind of stuff is traumatic. So when things are happening traumatically, There is no one way that people respond to trauma. Everybody responds different, but it's still traumatic nonetheless. Something huge to me could be small to the next person. It depends on your life experiences. So like with me, maybe I've never been beaten by anybody. And so if I got beat that first time, it's going to be traumatic for me because I'd be like, oh my God, I never had anybody do this to me. But somebody who's going through it all the time, even if it's traumatic for them, they have adapted to that traumatic event. So now they may look at it like, like, why is she complaining about that? They only did it to them one time. You know, when you hear people say it only happened to you once or it only happened such and such, they make it like it's small. But for you, it's not small. It's traumatic for you. And, you know, we tend to um, we tend to normalize things once they happen over and over which is definitely not a good thing but somebody that and but at the same speed somebody that something has happened to over and over they also have a shorter fuse for it so it could be the opposite way too where somebody could have a shorter fuse for something that's happened to them repetitively especially something negative um but so what i want to get into in this particular episode about trauma is like First of all, telling you what trauma is, we did that. Telling you the different types of trauma, we briefly did that. But now let's get into like what trauma does. What does it actually do to a person and how does one get over it? Trauma in children 
is different than trauma in adults, but traumatic events in children actually linger on. And so a lot of times when you deal with an adult, the trauma, the traumatic response that you're dealing with as an adult that you see in that adult, if it gets un, if it gets, um, if it goes left, like, and nothing happens and they don't deal with it, that particular person will, you will see those responses. I guess what I'm really trying to say, if it's just not dealt with from a young age, then you'll see the response as an adult. So let's get into that. So once the trauma has occurred, the reaction to it may not always show itself immediately. And that is something huge. Like something can happen and you may not even feel it right away. You may not feel it within the next few months or even years until years later. So like, for example, for me, I can give, use myself as an example with this. I was robbed at gunpoint at 22 years old. And that was an extremely traumatic experience for me. Now, the other people involved, I don't know how it affected them. I do, but I'm not going to share that because that's personal for them. But for me, for my personal self, being held at gunpoint for 25 minutes was very, very traumatic. And immediately I felt that trauma. It was not it was not a delayed response at all for me. It was immediate. And I knew right away I did not want to go outside. I didn't want to go anywhere. And because it happened at like 11 o'clock at night, when the nighttime hit, I used to love to be out at night, up at night, move around at night. Never was fearful of anything. But once that specific event happened to me, when the nighttime hit, I noticed for years, it probably took me 20 years to get over it, that at night, I was so afraid, and I'm always listening. I Well, not now, but I would always be listening for maybe a possible intruder or somebody walking around the house or wherever I live. This went on for, for two decades for me. This went on into my 40s. I got over it maybe in the early 40s, but I'm telling you from 22 all the way up into my 40s, this is what I suffered from. And that was traumatic. And I didn't get any help from it because I didn't even know to get help. I just thought, you know, it happened. It was an event. I'll get over it. But you know what did happen? About, I don't know, three or four years after that, let's say 26, 27, I suffered from anxiety really, 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 really bad. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm like, what is this anxiety? But it was because the shock, it just took that long for me to process what happened. And, you know, like it said in the studies, a lot of studies I did on trauma and even just going back and studying again and just gathering information and notes to be able to share with you all for anybody that suffered from trauma. And one of the things I learned, and even I learned this before, was the shock that prolongs the process of what has happened it took the response for the trauma a long time to show up in me. So three, four years later, five years later, I'm finally suffering from the anxiety. And that was just my body, like going through all this stuff of what could happen. I was so fearful about what could happen. Even though I was way away from the situation, There's no telling what happened to those people. It's long gone. I survived. But years later, 
once I finally processed what happened, because I'm moving through life and life is moving, and that's what we tend to do as humans here on this earth. We tend to just move because life keeps moving. No matter how traumatic something is for me, life was not going to stop. Like the sun was not going to stop shining. The clocks weren't going to stop moving. Monday was going to go into Tuesday and Tuesday into Wednesday and so forth and so on. The time was just going to keep moving. But what I didn't realize is all the while while the time is moving and I hadn't processed anything, I just moved along and pushed it down, which is the most unhealthy thing. So mine was an acute situation, but it gave me some physical ailments. And we'll get into that later of what happens when you don't deal with the traumatic situations. So um, I want to start with like children. Young children are resilient and they can actually heal from a traumatic event without such long lasting symptoms when they're really young. But once they are a little bit older, I would say like when they are able to remember like four and five years old and they're able to remember, don't quote me on age because I am not a psychologist. I study psychology, but I'm not a psychologist. So this is not something I've done with thousands of people, but just reading and working with people and talking with people and dealing with children and women and stuff like that. I just watch and I have learned that when there are small children, like they do have effects, but it's not the same. And they can usually kind of get past the symptoms. But once they're a little bit older and more able to remember what they see or saw that happened to them or around them, they develop different types of issues from their brains being overwhelmed and consumed with the negative replays in their minds you know like when they're going over and over because kids will keep going over and over and you'll know it because they will draw pictures of that situation over and over when you listen to them play I listen to them when they play when I'm at work when we're as teachers you listen I'm not a teacher anymore but being in the classroom and you listen to them you will see them act out things that have happened and you're like, wow, where did they get that from? And if you just sit back and watch, you will see them go through whatever it is that they went through, however they do it. They will act it out. They will draw pictures of it. They'll make up songs about it, like whatever the situation was. Or they may even just straight up come and tell their friends about it. Or they may come to the teacher about it. They may go to family members about it. But when something traumatic has happened to one of them, they will definitely do that. So with children, I would say healing is imperative at this point. Once you see that they realize, once you can see that the trauma really had a hold on their little minds, because you want to do this to avoid any traumatic disorders from developing later on. But in order for them to even heal with you, they have got to feel safe or they're not going to speak. Children, unlike adults, they, are, they do not speak on things they don't feel safe on. What I would say, even some adults, if they don't feel safe, they're not going to talk. But definitely children. And it starts early on. They will be quiet. If it's traumatic and they are not received when they share the information with an adult, once they share that information and they get rejected, something happened to them and they go and try to tell somebody and you don't do anything about it or you don't say anything about it, oh, that's it. They're shutting down. They'll never feel safe. They don't feel safe. So I would say it's imperative to try to help avoid any reactionary issues or any disorders to the responses from the traumatic response later on. If they don't get treatment or no intervention 
takes place to help that child to develop or heal or to even make sense of what happened and teach them how to process the traumatic event. However, psychologists and psychiatrists and medical professional people, however they do their process, whatever their process is they use to help children to process events, I believe that um, children have the right parents should definitely even if the child is not even requesting it like let's say if my house burnt down and I had little small children I'm I'm going to try to get them to at least talk to somebody about it because I'm not going to know what's going to affect them but it could affect them in some type of way or if I know they're a victim of some type of abuse especially some type of sexual abuse verbal abuse physical abuse if a parent is beating them or whatever they definitely need some type of intervention because it is going to cause some type of disorder if it's left untreated some type of and I don't mean like a mental health disorder like they're gonna be crazy I don't mean that I mean stuff like anxiety depression those types of things a lot of those things are what happens because inwardly they will be carrying this stuff and then it will affect them some type of way and then they won't know what to do as an adult so if we don't intervene then we run the risk of them having suffering from emotional even social and physical disorders developing inside of them if we don't so i would suggest when it comes to children the way to help heal from traumatic events would be to offer counseling um, for and family support, support of their peers, medical care if needed, and most definitely teach them how to self-care. Meaning, so with a child, maybe the self-care would be something simple as making sure they get enough sleep, making sure they eat right, you know, just making them conscious of what's happening <clears throat> to them to help them feel better about whatever is going on inside of them. Giving them a safe space to talk you know taking them on walks in nature and coloring with them if you sit down and color and draw pictures with children you would be amazed at the conversation that you would get from them or when they draw a picture ask them what is that and you'd be amazed at what they tell you it is and you'd be like wow but your reaction to what they say is everything when it comes to kids the reaction to what they say is everything because that's going to determine if they feel safe or not. Because when they're talking to you and they know they're saying something that's bothering them, they're watching your reaction. If your reaction is in any way negative and it makes them feel unsafe and afraid, shut down. That's it. They're going to shut down. Shutting down does not begin at an adult age, typically. It begins at a young age. You learn how to cope. You learn how to cope. And one of the first ways of coping is to take the energy, pull it inward, and shut down, which would later on be called depression as they become an adult. So let's marinate on that. So we want to help our babies as early as we can. Now, as far as adults, things become a lot more complex as adults because we have a lot of life happening around us. We may have children. We may have mates. Now we have jobs. Like we have things that we have to do. Again, like I said, because life keeps going. So because we're so involved and enthralled in life as adults, 
We have a lot more control, though, over how our treatment goes about. Should we decide to even get treatment, to treat any traumatic situations? Because in an adult, things can happen really quickly. Now, a lot of times, there's other people around you, and they will either try to help facilitate or offer suggestions and things like that. I suggest at least healing yourself through intense and consistent, deliberate practices, if nothing else, to make your life a little more enjoyable. Because day-to-day negative thinking does not make you feel good. It's not going to work. And I just want to add this in real quick as a disclaimer. I am not a doctor, y'all. I'm not a psychiatrist, nor am I a psychologist. Like I always say, I studied psychology, and I read over like 20 psychology books, and probably even more than that. I study self-help things. I do all types of things to help heal the self. But I am just a woman who suffered from quite tremendously from quite a few traumatic events. And I heal myself. I'm just a regular person like you all. But I did do a lot of self-work for a lot of years. I probably did about, I don't know, 15 plus years because it's steady going because I'm always studying. Once I started on that path, I didn't stop. Like I said, that robbery, once I went through that uh, anxiety like I went through and ooh, all that stuff, suffering from that, I started my healing journey right there. And it just took off and I never stopped really. I never stopped. But I've also helped many people through situations by suggestion, by way of suggestion. I always suggest. I don't tell you what you should do. I tell you Well, this is what I would do because I'm not licensed, so I can't do that. But I I always have a good suggestion. And usually when I share it with people and they try the things that I suggest, it usually works. So when I decided to go ahead and do this particular um, episode on trauma, I felt like "Mm, I've been through enough and helped enough people where I can share it. And at least if you want to try it, you can. If you don't. You know what I'm saying? That's up to you. But if you're tired of being tired of what's going on in your mind and repeated vivid memories of negative traumatic things that have happened and now you're suffering from traumatic responses, you got emotional disorders, eating disorders, you know, all types of stuff. You suffer from depression, anxiety or anything like you just can't heal from what happened then this is the episode for you. Maybe you don't want to go to a psychologist or maybe you don't want to seek counseling and maybe you don't want to go to a psychiatrist or a therapist. Maybe you don't want to get help. Maybe you don't even want to talk to nobody about it because maybe the situation was so horrible and so terrible that it's almost unbearable and you just don't want to speak on it because what one thing about the mind is that it has memory. And because it has memory, once you think on a thing, It now, the body feels like it's happening all over again. And the body doesn't know, it can't differentiate if you get too far into the thought. It cannot differentiate that this thing is not happening. It will take you right back into that same feeling. Or if you have things around you that remind you, the body doesn't know. It could be a smell from a traumatic event. Or you hear a song that happened during a traumatic event. All those, all those, uh, responses all those particular events can cause the negative response and cause you to react again as if it's happening all over again so some people don't want to go through the things 
the training outwardly. If you know it's better for you and it's easier for you to go inward and do your own self-work, then do your own self-work. I suggest it. I thought it was awesome. For me, I did it. And it took a while, but I did it. I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of studying. I did a lot of um, just a whole lot of self-work. And I will share with you all how I did it. So first off, like I said, sales have memories, okay? So hopefully everybody can keep up with me. I'm going to go real soon. All right, let's get back. So I guess we must have needed that little break before we get ready for this next part. Uh, My phone rang. Okay, so now what I was saying is that sales have memory, right? And so just a little fact about this memory. We have like trillions of cells in our body. And all these cells carry memories of the experiences that we have. Just that alone. Just think on that. That is so deep. But the deepest part about it is that as they're carrying the memory, they gather and collect in organs and create dis-ease when a specific emotion is not dealt with after a long period of time. Do I need to say that twice? We have trillions of cells in our body and these cells have memories. And these cells carry the memories from our experiences. Negative and positive now. Negative and positive. The more positive the experience, the healthier the cell. The more negative or traumatic the experience, the more dis-ease in the cell. And when these cells clump together in certain areas, And the reason they clump together, let me break that down. When I say clump together, I don't mean like a tumor, but some of them can turn into a tumor. But specific, specific um, emotions will pile up cells in a specific organ. Hmm, that's real deep. I'm just thinking about what I said. That's real deep, but that's what happens. So we'll get into that in a minute. But I just want to get into how I started with my journey. So, I'm, and I'm saying that to you first, so I can say what I did with my journey and then how we'll get into everything else with the rest of these. So try not to go all over the place, but I'm trying to stay as centered as I can. And I'm not going to get too deep into all this stuff because it's so much. And I would be doing like 40 episodes just on trauma and healing. But basically, like I'm going to give an example, like when I started my healing journey, On a cellular level, I read books on emotional intelligence. And I would advise anybody, go behind me and go do your own research. And you'll see the same stuff that I'm saying. I did it for, I've been doing it since I was 20, about 27, 28. I've been studying. And now I'm 50. So you go do the math, go do your own study. And I'm still finding stuff out. And I went to school for psychology. And I went to school, I went to, did, got certified to be a cosmic sexuality therapist and learned a lot of stuff on healing there as well. And it just all is the same every time. So when I started my healing, in my healing journey, and it is a journey, I first learned that things happen on a cellular level to us. So I began to read books about emotional intelligence and how our emotions set up inside of our cells. And then these cells, such as 
negative emotions that are carried in these cells, um, how they go together in one area and they will affect a whole entire organ. So let's say a negative emotion, such as something from a traumatic event, it can store itself in the organs and cause physical ailments. For example, this is what I experienced. When I went through all that anxiety that I had, it literally weakened my kidneys. And you know why? Because I was suffering from extreme fear. I was in so much fear for my life, even after the robbery. I was in fear for my life for 25 minutes. But when they left and the gun was no longer at my head, I was still in fear for my life for a very long time. And remember I said a little while ago, this went on for me for about three or four years before I realized one day I knew, I knew that, yes, there's no one literally around me with a gun at my head everywhere I'm going. But I'm still in fear as if they are there, as if they are getting ready to come and try to kill me. Like, as if they are getting ready to come and try to rob me. Because in my mind, it's playing over and over and over. And my dad told me at that time, the reason you're having anxiety is because it's it's psychosomatic. Meaning, psychologically, I am going through some distress. And it was causing me my own, I was causing myself my own trauma. Because I was replaying this experience over and over and over. But duh, if you don't get any help from it, I guess you would. So I guess I would be over and over and over in my mind. But at the time, at a young age, I didn't know. I didn't know to go get some counseling, talk to somebody, do something. Just try to do something to get past it. I didn't know because I was young. And then I was too afraid to go anywhere anyway. But needless to say, my example that I'm going to use for my own self was that it was weakening my kidneys and my immune system and I was suffering from anxiety now my immune system was getting weak and I might get a little cold here and there I I didn't really get too sick but it can definitely weaken your immune system but when the and the reason that I did know it was making my kidneys weak because I go to a Chinese herbalist doctor I don't go to regular doctors and when I went to him I was suffering from the anxiety and when I went to him to ask him what can I do to get past this anxiety? Like, I didn't know what to do. Everything was wrong. I was calling ambulances. I was feeling like I was gonna pass out all the time. My heart was racing. My hands were shaking. The world felt like it was about to end. Um, I was having these negative thoughts that were intruding my mind all the time. Like, it was just horrible. I could not get away from myself. I could literally be in the grocery store shopping. Boom, here comes the anxiety panic attack is coming I gotta get out of the store I have left carts in the store a full cart left it right in the aisle boom I gotta get out of there I gotta go home now where am I going I don't even know but I feel like I gotta get out but what I needed to get out of was my own mind I needed to get out of my thoughts but I didn't know how so I go to the Chinese doctor one of my aunts referred me she told me to go to um Dr. Shu I always and I still go to Dr. Shu to this day because The one thing he told me when I got there, which matched everything that I read about the negative emotions on your and your health, how it matches. I was in fear. And he said one of my kidneys was weak. And I was like, my kidney is weak. He was like, yeah, he was like in the energy. He's like, and so your energy is thrown off and it's going up. It's sending energy up instead of down. So it's sending the negative energy up to your mind and not out of your kidney because the kidney is weak. 
Now, you know what? I was just, that floored me because he didn't know that I had already been looking. So I was telling him what I was suffering with and he took, and he said it to me. He said, oh yes, anxiety, anxiety weakens your kidney and make your kidney bad. I was like, what? Okay, so he gave me some teas. He told me some different things to do. You know, try some deep breathing. Go outside when I feel anxiety. Take 10 deep breaths. Hold them. Do them t- after 10 deep breaths in fresh air. It will minimize that. It will send oxygen to the brain quickly. And that will calm down those thoughts. I did this and it took a while. It took me about a year and a half. Every day. Every single day for a whole year and another half of a year to get past this. Needless to say, I go back to this man all the time. That kidney was never weak again. And I did heal myself from it. And I just did it with stuff like that. I did the deep breathing. I did meditation, which is another thing I'm getting ready to talk about in a second. But I did that. I did the deep breathing. I did the meditation. I did, um, I started eating a little bit different. Um, Just a whole bunch of different things to help strengthen my mind. And I wrote more. I started writing things to get it out to try to help myself talk myself through it. And I had to change my self-talk. Like, it was just a lot. It was a lot. Anybody that is going through this type of stuff, you can email me or you can text me or something like that if you have questions about it. And I can help you the same way that I help myself. But it was really deep, but it really did work what I did. Another um, ailment that you can get from a negative emotion, and it's the only other one I'll go over because, again, I decided just doing this particular episode that I'm definitely going to do emotions and the body and how, like, each emotion sets up in a different part of the body because this was amazing to me. But anger weakens the liver. So people who have liver issues, that's from anger. That's from unresolved anger. Um, and so it will definitely weaken your liver, just like the unresolved fear or the ongoing fear will weaken your kidneys. Well, and your immune system will anger will weaken your liver. And if you don't believe me or if you're unsure or if you really want to know, just go. So just go search. Do your own searches, get books. But y'all don't even have to get all the books if you don't want to read. You probably can go on YouTube I know you can probably Google all of this stuff that I'm talking about because everything that I did was reading and everything that I've read, I'm sure is now on the internet or you can order books or however you choose to do it, but go back and do your own research and you will see that anything you're feeling, you can literally go and look it up and heal yourself. With that being said, you definitely want to make sure that you eat healthy You want to stay hydrated, too, so that the cells and the organs can have a fighting chance to function properly. And when I say hydrated, I just recently learned from this guy that I follow, um, Master Yaki. And I would have before I would have said eat healthy and drink lots of water. But today I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say stay hydrated. And the reason I'm going to say stay hydrated is because hydration is the cause or the root, the lack of hydration is the root to a lot of our issues. A lot of our cells are not hydrated properly. And so when your cells aren't hydrated properly, that can cause issues as well, or even even make an issue more intense than what it would have to be 
if you're not hydrated properly. So you definitely want to do that. You want to drink water too. You don't want to not drink water, but I'm just saying you definitely want to stay hydrated because a hydrated cell is a healthy cell. So everything that we can do to help maintain homeostasis or balance in the body is what you need to do. And that's going to help you to rid yourself of traumatic situations as well. So you want to do what I said with the um, finding out what your particular traumatic situation is. And then you want to go in and help heal yourself. Go do your emotional, go do your research on your emotions and figure out which area of your body, <clears throat> excuse me, will be more weakened by whatever situation you're suffering from. Then you want to go in and you want to eat better. You want to stay hydrated. Next, you want to do one of my favorite things, which is meditation. Now, if you're not a huge meditator or if you really don't know a lot about it, if you didn't listen to my episode on that, please go back and listen to it. It's awesome. But I will just recap that you want to meditate for just even just 15 minutes a day can help your mind and your body get back to feeling balanced. It will relax and calm the mind and it will remove that. It will de-stress you from that state of being that takes stress off the cells somehow. You know, like it will de-stress you. Meditation is a great de-stressor. If you choose to really excel- accelerate your healing though with meditation, you can even add in OM. You can just OM as long as you can hold it. You want to do that because that, remember, sound is vibration. And our cells are constantly vibrating. You can even use uh, singing bowls if you have any. I have two singing bowls. And I love those little bowls. And they are great because they will increase the vibration in your cells. And you can feel when you hit that little bowl, you can feel the vibration in your body. And if you don't feel it initially... After about six to eight weeks of meditating, you start to feel the effects. I would think it happens quicker than that. But I know if you consistently do it every single day, just 15 minutes, y'all, just 15 minutes. How much time do you waste on social media? 15 minutes a day. I know everybody is at least on their phone or on social media for 15 minutes. So give 15 minutes of that time to yourself and your well-being. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, just 15 of them. Just 15. 15 times 60. Just 15 minutes. You would be amazed after a couple of months of what that would do to your body. Anybody that's listening, if you're not aware that your cells are always vibrating, and negative self-talk, negative emotions, negative situations, they actually decrease and slow down our vibration. So our cells are always vibrating. But if you have more negativity feeding your cells, then the cells are not going to vibrate as high. And it's going to leave you open for dis-ease and you won't heal as quick or you won't heal at all. You will just suffer. So why suffer when you can meditate? You can chant. You can chant home. You can use the Tibetan bowls. And those things will definitely definitely i promise you it's gonna raise your vibration thus lead to healing each cell one by one and they will heal and you're gonna know it because you're gonna start to feel better 
Now, if your trauma was done to you by someone that you know personally, or even if you know of this person, if you're old enough, you can actually do a forgiveness letter. That's another way to heal. You can do a forgiveness letter. You can give this letter to this person if you feel safe enough to do so or brave enough to do so and you're not worried about the outcome, you can do that. Or if it's a situation that you cannot do that or you just choose not to do that, as long as you write that letter, you can burn that letter. Hell, you don't have to give it to them. It's the words you just want to get it out of you because what you don't realize is that just writing that letter is going to give it's going to get it out of you and get it off of you and put it out put it out you want it out and off of you you want it out of yourselves and off of you so once it become once it comes off of your person that will help to heal you in the long run it's going to help to heal you I say practice forgiveness for 30 days or until you feel the negative energy is no longer stunting your growth. You will definitely feel the difference. I have told many people this to just do forgiveness every day. Do a forgiveness journal and every day just go in and forgive this person a little bit more. And even if you don't have a lot to forgive them for that day, just say I forgive such and such. If you don't know the name of the person, let's say you were raped or something and you don't know the name of the person who did it. I forgive that person who raped me you can talk about the situation if you want because you know what happened so you can even do that I forgive such and such for bullying me when I was growing up I forgive this person for that I forgive this like you can do a forgiveness if it was a if it's an intimate or any type of domestic situation you can forgive through a letter That's a great way. That is a great way. And then even if you're forgiven that letter, it won't just leave you automatically. It's going to take time because healing, healing takes time. You got to think however long you're carrying something around, you got to give yourself double that time to get it off of you or at least almost double that time because it, it takes a long time to get it off of you. And then it's a slow process and then it brings up feelings and you know, it brings up a lot of stuff that you don't want to deal with and you remember. So you may start to forgive and do it consistently for three or four days. And then you may stop because it just brought it to the surface because I did that. And that's why it took me so long, because as I was going through my healing process, everything that I'm telling you all about, I actually did all these things. I did the meditation. I did the forgiveness letters. I did the forgiveness in journaling. I didn't know the people that robbed me, but I just kept on forgiving them. I just forgive. I know it was five people. I know that. I forgave the one that had that gun to my head. I just, I had to because I had to get it off of me because it was causing me horrible, horrible anxiety. And any of the other things that I've been through that I felt like were traumatic to me in my life, I forgave those people and I forgive myself for being for putting myself in situations where anything could happen, you know? So you just have to forgive. And even sometimes you might have to forgive yourself. You might have to forgive yourself. You can burn the letter. You can bury the letter. You can tear the letter up. You can give it to the other person. You can do the same things with the journal. You can burn the journal. You can tear up the journal. You can bury the journal. You can do what you want to do with it. I'm just saying, if you do this on a daily basis, you will release it from yourself because now you're getting it out. 
you no longer holding it. Remember, because the things that we hold, don't forget. What do they do? They go back and they set up camp and they make a nice little cozy home inside of an organ somewhere. So forgiveness is big too. You want to, and forgiveness is in the heart. So a lot of times people who don't forgive, then you're going to feel it in your heart. You just got to go look it up. It is very interesting. Or you might feel it in your nervous system. Like you're going to fit. You you got to go look it up. It is amazing, y'all. I'm definitely. Yeah, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm definitely going to do a episode. An episode on emotional intelligence and how emotions and the body are connected. Because they de- they definitely are. Because remember, as just like as above, so below. Everything that happens on a spiritual level or a non or a mental level, it's definitely going to happen on a physical level afterwards. Everything that happens on a mental or emotional or um, level that's not physical like that, it's going to definitely start to affect you physically, even if it's something positive. If it's something positive, then you'll feel positive. If it's something negative, then you'll begin to feel negative. You can also do another thing by writing down your affirmations. You can create your own or you can um, go and find an affirmation. Maybe like, well, nowadays they have, they're doing so much self-care stuff, which I absolutely love because I'm, I'm so about self-care. I'm such a self-care advocate and I, because I, because I lived it and I know that you can heal yourself because you can, you can heal yourself. And that's a book too. You Can Heal Yourself by Louise Hay. That was one of my favorite books, and that was one of my books that helped me. And every little thing that I was dealing with, I looked in the back. She has a glossary in the back, and you pick the ailment, and she'll tell you how to heal yourself from it. And then she'll even give you an affirmation for it so that you can tell yourself. Because remember, affirmations, if you repeat them constantly, they become a part of you. And there's so much power in your words. And eventually, you'll begin to believe what you're speaking. So for me, when I was suffering from the anxiety, when I had the anxiety, I started to say stuff like, I am safe. I am protected. I am safe. I am protected. And so just that little simple thing, I started to believe that I was safe and that I was protected because I really was. Technically, you're always safe and you're always protected because your soul can never be touched. This is just a physical vessel. And the vessel could be damaged. It could be burned, cut, shot, bruised. But my soul could never be touched. So technically, I'm always safe. But psychologically, it's not going to feel like that. Because the mind has a way of making us feel everything is completely real. And I am this body. When really, I'm not. I'm just I'm just in this body having this experience on this particular place. Because it's the only way I can navigate on this earth as a person. I need a body. Whatever type of body, whether it's a plant body, an animal body or a human body. But I need a body to navigate here. So I chose the human body and with a human body comes a brain and with a brain comes a mind and with a mind comes thoughts. So, yeah, too many minds. I learned that from that movie that I love so much. And the guy said too many minds. When you have too many minds, that causes suffering. Yeah, it does, because now I don't know which way to think, but. That's a whole other tangent I'll go off on. Um, Anyway, so affirmations are another way of helping to 
heal from traumatic responses. You can write an affirmation. And the affirmation I wrote for myself is that I am safe everywhere I go. I am safe everywhere I go. And sometimes, every now and then, if something happens and I feel a little anxiety coming up, I'll be like, I am safe. I am protected. I am safe everywhere I go. I am safe. I am safe. Everything is okay. I'm okay. It's okay. I'm okay. And I'll just talk to myself. I changed my self-talk with the traumatic responses. I changed my talk about what happened. And I told myself about, I did that too. Changing your self-talk is great too. I didn't write that one down, but that is also good too. What if you suffered from a sexually traumatic situation? Well, you know what? You have to change your self-talk. You didn't deserve what happened to you. So you change that talk. You change that talk. You don't have to go around and continue to feel guilty or shameful. Your talk about that, whatever it may be. I didn't go through anything like that, but I would imagine my talk would be, that is that person's issue. They had an issue and they inflicted something on me based on what was going on inside of them. But that is not my issue. And I refuse to carry it anymore as if it's mine and I release it. You know, I move on those terms. That's how I would be. I don't. I don't know exactly how I would be all the way, but I know if I created an affirmation, that is what I would be telling myself, that I'm a good person. I did not ask for what happened to me and something to that effect, that I didn't ask for what happened to me, but I do accept that it did happen and that I also accept that that is that person's issue because clearly that person is probably suffering from some type of trauma or something negative, very negative that probably happened to them. And that is why they acted out in such a way. You know, that's what I believe. I could be wrong, but you know, that's what I believe. Now, some of the, um, just a few other little small things before I get out of here are, um, Get out in nature and take walks and just breathe in the air. That's a form of meditation as well. Just being out in nature, taking walks, looking at the beautiful earth. It's beautiful here. It's beautiful trees. It's nice sounds of birds, the sky, you know, focusing on stuff like that. Just changing our focus, changing your focus, changing your scenery. Really being in nature is about changing your scenery, taking in the air and the beauty the beauty of creation is such a beautiful place. It is such a beautiful place. Aside from the people and the things and the negativity that society has uh, going on all around you. But really, nature is pretty. If you don't live in a beautiful area, if you can get to a park, take a walk to a park. And go to that park and walk through that park. Go sit by the water. Breathe in good fresh oxygen. Sunbathe. Sunbathing is great. If you can stand to be in the sun, even if you just do 10 minutes, just go out and let the sun hit you. You ever watch dogs? That's what they do. They heal in the sun. It's healing. It's great. It's fortifying. The sun is full of nutrients. It's growing our food, right? And our food is full of nutrients. And it's growing our foods. So it's growing us too. We grow straight towards the sun. So go towards the healer. The sun is a good healer as well. Eat lots of fruits. I've been... Learning that more and more from this guy, Yaki, I've been watching and following on YouTube. And the more he talks about that and the more I do it, the more I see it even today. I am really loving what the fruits do to me. 
they just make me feel lighter and happier and healthier. And you will find the same thing because they're hydrating me. And the hydration is doing, you know, what it's supposed to do. It's making my cells happy. So eating lots of fruits, eating lots of fruits. Drink your water too so it can push all of the things out that you don't need. Because you are mostly water, but you know. You want to get the hydration going. Go around people that vibrate high and are happy within themselves. I don't do negative people. I don't do negative conversations. I don't do negative places. I don't do negative energy, period. So if you know you want to heal, remove yourself from things like that. As soon as it starts to get negative, nope, dismiss yourself. You dismiss yourself. You don't have to even do it. And those types of things will help you heal as well. Big time, the energy of the people that you're around is huge because energy bounces off. And remember, energy is always in motion. It's always in motion. So it will just move from one person to the next. And because we are sponges, we take on and absorb energy of others. I only want energy around me that's good for me. Listen to positive music. Don't listen to negative music. That'll make you feel crappy. So I listen to positive music, even if it's just instruments. I love instruments. So I'm I'm going to listen to instruments, violins, pianos, things that I just feel in my soul, cellos. I love um, instruments. I just love them. And music makes us feel good. Dancing. I love to dance. I don't know if people like to dance or singing. Just music is, is, is healing. It is healing to the soul. Even if you don't know words, music in the background is just great. Love songs, if that's what you love, whatever you like. But make sure it's something positive because those words have a way of impacting us. Just like we can do an affirmation. A song is like an affirmation. You sing it over and over. Well, it becomes a part of your being as well. If you feel a need to cry, if something is coming up and it's hurtful, let it out. Don't hold it because remember... Cells will set up negative energy in organs. So if something bothers you and you need to cry and get it out, release that energy. It's healthy. And last but not least, laugh as much as you can. I swear I try to laugh every day. I even laugh at myself. I go around people that are funny and laugh with people that are funny. And I work in a place where children are. So I definitely laugh every single day. We laugh at those kids and they laugh at us and they laugh with us and they say funny things to us because kids are hilarious. Um, So laugh every day and talk to people that make you laugh, like that make you see the best in yourself and make you feel good about yourself. The goal in this whole episode basically is just, you know, to learn to not hold everything inside of you and pull energy inward. At least pulling negative negative energy in. Because that's going to lead to depression. And depression leads to so many other things like anxiety. And, over, and, and then it causes overwhelming internal environments on the inside of you. You just don't want that. So as much as you can, you want to release and remove as much traumatic, disorder, reactive responses and illnesses and diseases as possible. I hope some of this stuff that I mentioned today. I hope some of these remedies help. And it's just simple remedies, but we can do them over and over. It's just a matter of doing them consistently and constantly. Like you have to, it's a constant work and it is constant work, but you got a lifetime to do it. 
what if you live to be like 90? Okay, so you do it every day. And then one day, you won't have to do it. One day, you'll just get up and be like, wow, okay, I don't feel the need to do this anymore. And then you just don't do it. But you do it until your body tells you that you're healed. And with that being said, may you all be uplifted, relieved, at ease, and healed. Yes, I wish you all peace. I wish you all healing. I wish everybody healing and everybody healing one by one from traumatic experiences. We don't have to be at dis-ease, y'all. We don't. We don't have to be at dis-ease. And like I said earlier in the segment, if you need any information or any help or anything like that, if you don't want to reach out to a counselor or go and seek um, therapy or a psychologist or a psychiatrist for any personal issues you may be experiencing still from your traumatic experience and try some of these remedies that I suggested. They work for me. Hopefully they work for you. All right. Have a happy, wonderful Sunday. Peace and peace and peace.